as I was saying, <laughs> the lunatic left has lost their minds, and we're going to tell you all about it tonight and how they're fighting us guys. Uh, federal jobs, sorry, conservatives, they're not for you. And demanding Biden tell the truth. All that and more coming up. Welcome to the special Thursday edition of the Jay Sheldon Show. I'm that guy. And I posted a comment on all the different platforms. But just so you know, we were at about this point in the show last night when the power went out. And I have no backup nothing here. So when the power goes out, we're toast. And we were toasted. So we were gone. We're done. We, we waited around and it took like an over an hour to get the power back. So we just decided that's it. We'll do it tomorrow night, which is now. So here we go. Um, yeah, but we are, uh, <laughs> we are back. We are live. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. And uh, right away, we're going to talk about our favorite furry little friend. That would be Miko, our Shiba Inu baby. And the Miko update there she is last night <laughs> in the dark with her light up collar on. She loves that thing. I honestly, I don't know. She, I think she sees the glow and she thinks it's cool, but um, she loves the thing. She's every time we put it on her, when we take her for a night walk. So anyway, uh, she's doing well. She's, uh, I figured out, I figured out her food. Instead of giving her two fairly good-sized wet food meals a day, she has kibbles always available for grazing. But what I did was I give her three small meals of wet food, and she eats it, and usually in one sitting, and she's pretty good about it. So, yeah, um, it's it's worked out. I, I finally figured out the formula after all this time. <laughs> but anyway, she's doing she's doing really well. And uh, she sends her love and regards and thanks for your caring about her when she was in the dark. Our Miko update brought to you by these folks, the good guys at BarkBox.com. It is a monthly subscription service for your pet, your dog, and every month you will get delivered straight to your door a box full of themed treats, toys, and a dog chew just for your dog. And they are wonderful. Check out the site. BarkBox.com slash Miko is our special link, which will get you a free month when you sign up for a multi-month subscription. Uh, you'll get uh, two toys, two bags of treats, and a dog chew. Sized for your dog, you can specify small, medium, or large. They will also not send you, if your dog has any allergies, you can tell them about it. And they will make sure that you don't get that. And they have a 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you are ever not satisfied with anything with BarkBox, you get a hold of customer service and they will make it right 100%. They're great folks over there. BarkBox.com slash Miko. The link is in our show notes. And right below the slash Miko uh, link, you'll see another special link. That's a limited time offer. So if you prefer you can choose to get a free dog bed when you sign up with barkbox.com uh, they come in three beautiful uh, uh, covers different designs you can pick from and uh, small medium and large depending upon the size of your dog you get one free when you sign up with barkbox.com using our link which is in the show notes or if you want that free month again it's just barkbox.com slash miko 
and that will get you the deal. Yeah, yes. All right. We had a lot to talk about last night. We're going to try and get through it tonight if we can. Also coming up later on, we'll continue on with our book. We're doing uh, White Fang, which is exciting to say the least. Uh, okay. So conservatives, we're being fought against left, right, and center uh, by the lunatics on the left. Left-wing fact checkers, 10 of the most delusional facts of the left-wing lunatics. Where is my article? Mm, it's over here somewhere. Hang on a second. There we go. Right. Yes, I agree to your uh, cookie thing. <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right, hold on. I got to put this thing back over here. Let me just uh, loop that in there. There we go. Put it back over there and click over on this. There you go. All right. There we go. Since Facebook has announced its intention to erect a Ministry of Truth echo chamber, you know, they said the Ministry of Truth doesn't exist anymore. They, they decided not to do it. Bullcrap. It's still going on. Um, anything it doesn't like, they label fake news. It's uh, the top 10 delusional facts that you will be subjected to if you keep viewing Facebook, CNN, or any other of the news propaganda bullcrap being put out there by what's become the mentally ill political left in America today. Number one, eating meat is cruelty to animals. But harvesting the organs of the living partially born human babies. Well, that's not really cruel at all. Somehow, the delusional left has decided that animals are conscious beings, but not human babies. Hmm. It's insane, I know. Liberalism, best defined as a kind of mental illness where a person can hold two utterly contradictory thoughts in their head at the same time while simultaneously believing both of them. Beastie Boys recently announced a new line of cruelty-free sneakers. Proceeds to benefit abortion providers. See what I'm talking about? Yep, no animals were harmed in the process of making these sneakers. But we're butchering some babies. Fact number two. If not for burning of fossil fuels, the Earth's climate would never change at all. At first, they called the hoax global warming, of course, but then when it turned out, oops, the Earth isn't warming, uh, they decided that, mm, okay, that's not working, so let's just call it the all-encompassing climate change. According to climate change cultists, and seriously, it's, it, it is a cult, uh, no amount of evidence will alter their faith in climate change. The Earth's climate never changed at all until humankind came along and started burning fossil fuels. Well, now we know that's not true, but they believe it. Uh, every hurricane, every drought, every forest fire, every freezing Arctic blast automatically, of course, up oh, it's climate change. Especially among the young leftists who've been indoctrinated into these lies in government schools. I think their ancestors lived in a time when the earth was just one wonderful eternal spring. No climate variation, no natural disasters, it never happened. 
the studies show and the science shows that there's no increase in hurricanes. There's no increase in hurricane intensity. It's only because you and I are using aircon and driving SUVs that the planets become angry, unleashing all sorts of climatic changes because of your SUV driving. Mm. The explanation you might have noticed closely resembles the superstitions of 5th century humans who largely believed that bad weather and solar eclipses were caused by angry gods. Hmm. Fact three, people with XY chromosomes can instantly transform their genes into XX chromosomes. It's like magic. Just simply by declaring yourself to be a woman. It, he calls it the theory of spontaneous genetic transmutation. <laughs> I like that. Well, ask any young liberal, you'll find out there are 30 genders, maybe even more if you count trans unicorn. Uh, if you can stop laughing long enough, ask them whether sex is determined by genetic expression or by a choice, and they will insist it is a choice. And just like that, the delusional leftists discard centuries of scientific knowledge on genetics, sexual reproduction, phenotype expressions, physical reality. Now, if you dare to point out that transgenderism is a mental illness, they will label you a purveyor of either hatred or fake news. To them, a feeling is more real than actual science, you see. Fact four, media coverage during the presidential campaign was completely fair to both Clinton and Trump. But the DNC hacks were all one-sided and thus totally unfair. Yeah, according to the delusional left, the almost universally uh, glowing media coverage of Hillary Clinton alongside relentless media attacks waged against Trump were fair and balanced. Yes, a mostly peaceful post uh, protest burning behind me. One of those kind of things. Trump did win the election. Uh, in case you, you hadn't noticed, there was no President Hillary. Yeah. Uh, fact five, Hillary Clinton should be president because she won the popular vote. vote. Uh, but when Bernie Sanders kept winning the popular vote during the primary, Clinton somehow got all the delegates. Hmm. Funny how that happens, isn't it? Hilariously, the Clinton campaign and the delusional leftist in general only believes popular votes when they win the popular vote. When they don't win the popular vote, they believe in rigging the delegates to make sure their candidate, uh, candidate gets the delegate votes even if they lost the popular vote. And that is exactly how Hillary Clinton kept walking away with the vast majority of delegates, even in states where Bernie Sanders won the popular vote, and sometimes, in fact, won in a landslide. And besides all that, presidential elections are not determined by popular votes. They are determined by the Electoral College. Number six, no such thing as a hate crime against white people. According to the lunatics on the left, hate crimes can only be committed by white people against people of color. 
The opposite cannot occur because white people deserve to be beaten or raped or shot. When a group of Black Lives Matter terrorists marches in the streets calling for open murder of white people or dragging people out of their vehicles and beating them solely, solely based on the color of their skin, they are not in, oh, that's not a hate crime. Uh, not a hate crime. Because, you see, violence is always called justice by the worst criminals in every collapsing society. Number seven, guns are conscious. Self-animated objects, they just leap up out of their holsters and shoot people all on their own. According to these morons, who essentially believe in magic, guns are self-directed objects that shoot people all by themselves. Leftists truly believe that a gun in a room can leap to its feet, target individuals, and discharge bullets without needing to be actuated by the will of an actual living person. And that's where the delusional left comes up with the meaningless phrase, gun violence, placing the emphasis on the inanimate object rather than the person using it. There is no such thing as gun violence any more than there is hammer violence or knife violence. Somali tribes, when they committed mass murder against each other using machetes, the left didn't describe it as machete violence. Try to blame the machetes. Ever wonder why? Because that would sound incredibly stupid. That's why. Fact eight. Only progressives can identify facts. And everyone else doesn't know what they're talking about. The fact is the best one of all. According to the delusional left, only people who support left-wing policies can be, uh, recognize or identify facts. If you're on the right, you, you don't know what a fact is. This twisted special sauce of circular logic is what leftists tell themselves when they proclaim their version of the facts to be absolute and authoritative. While anybody else's versions of the fact it's just lies and falsehoods. Intentions count more than actions. This list is incredible. Obama is a good president and a good person. How do we know that? Because he has good intentions. Never mind the fact he doubled the national debt to about $20 trillion. Never mind the fact his DOG masterminded a gun-running operation to put illegal weapons into the hands of Mexican drug cartels, which to this day they are using against us. Operation Fast and Furious. Never mind the indisputable observation that he was a race-baiter who created division, hatred, distrust among America's cultural fabric. And pay no attention to the astonishing job loss, unemployment, and plummeting wages caused by Obamacare. And he championed some sort of twisted, pathetic legacy. Uh, this article is in our show notes. I encourage you to read it, share it out with your friends, and uh, really spend some time to realize exactly how stupid these people actually are. Speaking of the lunatics on the left, if you are a conservative 
and you hoped you might uh, get a job under the Biden administration? Not that you'd want one. I mean, why would you want to go to work for this moron? However, having said that, (laughs) you're not going to get one anyway. From the Daily Signal, conservatives need not apply under Biden administration's proposed new hiring rules. Look at this idiot. In a move that's gotten very little notice, by the way, you haven't heard about this, the Biden administration is proposing federal hiring rules that would easily lead to denying employment to anyone who questions the liberal woke policies, criticizes the government, or belongs to the wrong politically uh, political organization. The vague, nebulous language of the proposed changes in existing government hiring practices could be exploited and allow biased government managers to put up virtual conservatives need not apply signs when it comes to the federal civil service. And you would have very little recourse to go back against them because, sorry, those are the rules. They hide them and guise them in the language. Suitability and vetting, fitness vetting. Before, previously, an applicant is disqualified from employment by the federal government for, quite simply, knowing and willful engagement in acts or activities designed to overthrow the U.S. government. Makes sense, yeah? Well, now they're expanding that and replacing it. Now it's going to say, knowingly engage in acts or activities with the purpose of overthrowing federal, state, local, or tribal governments. Acts of force, violence, intimidation, or coercion, with the purpose of denying others the free exercise of their rights under the Constitution or any state constitution. Attempting to indoctrinate others to incite them to action in the furtherance of illegal acts. An active, listen to this one, active membership or leadership in a group with knowledge of its unlawful aims or participation in such a group with specific intent to further its unlawful aims. I thought we had some sort of right of association. Not anymore. You can wave that one goodbye, too, while you wave your free speech goodbye and your Second Amendment goodbye. Articles from the Daily Signal, it is in our show notes. I encourage you to check it out, read it, find out more about it, and find out more about how the, you know, what do we got, like less than two years of these morons until we can finally get rid of them? I'm honestly, I'm just not sure you're going to survive those two, less than two years. It is unbelievable the kind of power, where they got the, I mean, they gave it to themselves. Or maybe we allowed them to have it. In fact, that's kind of like what our next story is all about. It's from Blaze Media, and it's scary. Uh, Out of the UK, fearing woke, intolerant, free speech-hating students will cancel them, professors, listen to this, professors are dumbing down their courses in order to save their careers. That's according to a professor from the UK. 
This is the guy. What's his name? I don't know. Anyway, fearing they'll be canceled by free speech-hating students, college professors are dumbing down their courses. Uh, Professor uh, Stephen Greer, former human rights lecturer at the University of Bristol in the UK, told uh, Blaze, uh, the Telegraph, sorry, Telegraph, that he feared for his life after being falsely accused of Islamophobia. Now, the Telegraph said he's written a new memoir in which he sounds the alarm over the deterioration of freedom of speech in academia. Falsely accused of Islamophobia, my struggle against academic cancellation. Students with the college's Islamic Society complained in 2020 that aspects of the professor's model on Islam, China, and the Far East, part of the Human Rights in Law, Politics, and Society course, were either racist or discriminatory. Students fired off a petition calling for Greer to be suspended or dismissed if he didn't issue immediately an apology. Adding just days later, he received a series of threatening emails and became alarmed after spotting someone loitering near his house. In fact, Greer, a grandfather of three, told the Telegraph he feared being attacked or killed by Muslim extremists and grew a long bushy beard, wore false glasses, and pulled a, and a pull-up hoodie, even carried a sturdy umbrella and a screwdriver for protection. He says the universities are not doing enough to protect their professors, their instructors, from intolerant students. All of that is scary enough, but the scariest part of all is that according to this professor, Greer, fellow scholars are, fellow professors are dumbing down their courses because they're afraid of being branded as hostile to minorities, which might include gay people, transsexuals, Muslims. So they're actually taking their normal course material and dumbing it down out of fear of being called whatever, racist, Islamophobe, homophobes, triskaidekaphobes, whatever, by these left-wing lunatics. That's what you're paying your kids' education for. Very nice. Very nice. Unbelievable. Read this whole article. There's also a video in there, and uh, you see a... a Dr. Uh, Professor Greer. Um, here's another great one. <laughs> the sudden dominance of what is known. Have you heard of this? Diversity industrial complex. I'm not going to dig way into this. It's a long article, but it is good. You definitely should check this out. It's from uh, Real Clear Investigations. A little more than a decade ago, DEI, just another arcane acronym, three-letter words, uh, the terms diversity, equity, and inclusion were not yet used uh, in the singular. Seemingly in unison, and almost with no debate, nearly every major American institution, including federal, state, local governments, universities, public schools, hospitals, insurance, media, technology companies, major retail brands, all at once, almost overnight, agreed that the DEI infrastructure was essential to America, to the nation's proper functioning. 
And so we live with it. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. From Amazon to Walmart, most major corporations have either created or staffed DEI offices within their human resource bureaucracy. Sanitation departments, police departments, physics departments, the Department of Agriculture, Commerce, Defense, Education, organizations that once argued against DEI now are compelled, they feel, to institute training in DEI and have DEI officers. And you wouldn't believe what some of these people get paid. Hundreds of thousands of dollars a year as a DEI trainer or officer. Again, I don't want to dig deep into this thing, but read it. It's an eye-opener. And it's unbelievable how far we've gone. And it just keeps going. All right. Uh, You know, the balloon thing, the UFO thing, uh, DEI officers, the world is going to shit. (laughs) Neo Plosh, I couldn't agree more. You are. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Thanks over there on Twitch. Good to hear from you. All right. Here's another one for you. you. You know, you know, the balloons, they shot one down. Now, just today, I believe the story came out that the U.S. government had actually tracked the very first balloon all the way from when it launched in China. All the way across, started heading down towards Guam, then went back up again, and then started uh, heading across Alaska, Canada, down in Korea, and all the way across the U.S. till they finally got rid of it. Once, it, Of course, once it had gathered all the information. Um, anyway, GOP senators, and not just GOP senators, a couple of Democrats, including that moron Blumenthal from my home state of Connecticut, are actually demanding that Biden tell the the Americans the truth after classified briefing on balloons. It is scary. But uh, just a couple days ago, Tuesday morning, they had a briefing on the numerous unidentified flying objects shot down over North America. A number of senators shared what they learned, and many called on Biden to provide citizens with a detailed explanation. Not that Biden would have any real concept of what was going on, because he's just pretty much a rotting bag of oatmeal. Other people pulling his string. But John Kennedy, the senator, uh, was leading the charge. He put out misconceptions that a lot of people have about the uh, situation. Uh, Let's see. Can we play this? Let's see if it'll work. I don't know. It's probably have an ad or something. Uh, Here we go. Okay, now it's all held up. It's not going to work. That's a rumble video. Anyway, the link is in our show notes. You can check it out. But basically, he said, uh, all of a sudden, we had spy balloons and other UFOs raining down on us like confetti. That's not accurate. Many people, unintentionally or otherwise, have been given the impression that a couple of weeks ago, our skies were clear, and all of a sudden, now they're full of balloons and UFOs. He said, such objects have been flying over the U.S. for many years, and their existence was well known by officials, save for the Chinese spy balloons. And he said, that's what's different about the last two weeks. We started shooting them down. Is Tom Cotton. As usual, we had another classified briefing in which we learned nothing that I didn't already know as a member of the Intelligence Committee and Armed Service Committee, or for that matter, that one couldn't learn from reading your newspapers and watching your news channels. That's why I want to stress again, President Biden owes the American people an explanation. President Biden 
speak on camera directly to the American people today. Justin Trudeau gave an explanation to the people of Canada over the weekend. Surely, we're not in a world where Justin Trudeau is a more decisive and forceful leader than the American president. Mm, yeah, actually, maybe we are. It's been two days since this, and absolutely nothing has happened, typically. Unbelievable. All right, so that's, again, that the link to this story from the post-millennial is also in our show notes tonight if you want to read the whole thing. Um, things, however, you know, this has all been about the lunatic left and the crap that they've been giving us and all the junk that goes on and all the garbage that they pile on. Uh, but it's not all bad news. There are occasionally little spikes of things that happen that uh, that make it all seem like things might be okay. For example, take a look at this. This is a Twitter post from Johnny Midnight. This is a judge. And this guy right here is a convicted child molester. Take a look, look at what, what she has to say at his sentencing. Mr. McConvicted ever pleaded guilty to a sexually oriented child victim offense. As such, you will be a tier three registrant for your lifetime with in-person verification every 90 days. Failure to register, failure to verify residence at the specified times. Wait, it gets better. Or failure to provide notice of a change in resident address or other required information as described above will result in criminal prosecution. This is just the technical stuff. Now she puts her opinion about what she thinks of this guy. Take a look. This court is so sick and tired of seeing adults ruin and abuse children. These are literally just one step from being babies. They come to a daycare, those parents struggle so that when they release their children to someone during the day, they have some semblance that that child is going to be protected and safe. Not let alone two of their children being raped by your own admission, sir. For sexual gratification, you violated a four-year-old and a six-year-old. I do not know at this time what the total ramifications will be for those two young children, but there isn't anybody who doesn't understand now. The developmental phases of children take place from zero to six years old. You can't even know what damages you've done. For sexual gratification, this to me is so mind-boggling that you used and abused two little children like they're, they're, they're inconsequential beings. Those are human persons with human dignity. The mere fact that they're small little people that can't fight off adults, that's why an adult left them with adults. I'm going to tell you something, Mr. McFadden, there's no free rapes in my courtroom. On count one, I'm sending you to prison for 11 years. On count four, I'm sending you to prison for 11 years. They will be consecutive to each other for a total of 22 years. You have 32 days jail credit. Um, at this time, the court finds it necessary to protect the public from future crimes, to punish the offender, and to find that consecutive sentences are not disproportionate to the seriousness of the offender's conduct and to the danger the offender poses to the public. Folks, if you see it, you smell it, you know it's happening, you report it. 
These are little children that are the future. I hate to sound so cliche, but the children are our future, and if we're destroying them, we have no future. And this ends in this courtroom. That'll be all. Uh, fines and costs are waived. Wow. Yeah. You see, it's not all bad news. There are still a few decent judges in our courtrooms who will not put up with this crap. Unbelievable. That link also to that tweet is in our show notes, so please do uh, do check it out. Um, it's just incredible. All right, uh, just a couple more items here, and then we're going to move on to our book. But uh, this one, I'm telling you, something's wrong. Something is not right. You know, uh, Damar Hamlin, uh, he was the fellow who went down during the game. Yeah, thanks. Hey, Slouch Specialist, thanks so much for the like. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Well, I'm not in favor of the death penalty, even for scumballers like that. But life in prison without parole, absolutely. Throw away the freaking key. All right, check this out. You may have seen this already. Damar Hamlin is not discussing what doctors told him caused his heart attack. Hamlin said when asked about the cause of his heart stopping beating, that's something I want to stay away from. That's the guy. First on-camera interview since suffering a sudden cardiac arrest during a game against the Bengals in uh, January. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin discussed the events that led up to the incident and how healthcare professionals saved his life. He refused, however, to get into what doctors told him could have caused his heart attack. Take a listen. Let's see if this will play. ICU. Out. The question on so many minds: What causes this heart to stop beating? You're 24. Peak physical condition. Could run circles around me right now. <laughs> <laughs> How did doctor describe what happened to you? Um. That's an awkward long pause. Um. That's something I want to stay away from. I know from my experience at the NFL, they do more tests than anything. And in the course of you having your physical, did anybody ever come back with any, say you had a heart issue or anything that was abnormal? Uh, honestly, no. Um, I've always been a, a, a healthy, young, fit, energetic, uh, you know, human being, let alone mm -hmm. athlete. Um, so it, it was something that was just, that we, we still processing and I'm, Still talking through with my doctors just to. So I asked what the medical professionals thought led up to that or caused the problem. He said, that's something I want to stay away from. Okie dokie. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hey, there's some more good news here, too. Miles Chong, who I follow on uh, Twitter, is great account, by the way. Um, let's see if I can pull this up full screen or not. A uh, New Hampshire school 
Speaking of idiots on the left and the stupidity and the stupid freaking things they do, they took the urinals out of the boys' rooms in the bathrooms so other students would feel safe. Not kidding. Not kidding. Take a look at this. Students have had enough. They staged a walkout. Guilford High School students staging a walkout Friday in response to the school board's bathroom restrictions that limit the number of students who can use the facilities to the number of stalls available. Nobody asked for this. Nobody but the few parents who complained to the school board asked for this. The board voted on the measure on Monday after a proposal was brought forth that would change the district's bathroom policy, which allows students to use whichever bathroom aligns with their gender identity. The proposal would require students to use the bathroom associated with their biological sex, male or female, while students agreed they do not like the current bathroom restrictions. We're all a high school and the fact that you see this many people out here right now ready to kind of stand against the school board just kind of signifies that. Some have different opinions about what should be done to address the larger issue. As a female, I don't I don't think that it's safe to have males in our bathroom. This is creating just a complex system of inequality within our LGBTQ plus students. Teachers, parents and administrators tell News 9 they're happy students were able to come together peacefully. There you go. Wow. That is what happens when people say, nope, I had enough. I'm not putting it up with it anymore. And you know what? I heard more intelligent stuff from those students, who look like, I assume, high school students, than a whole lot of, uh, a whole lot of adults out there. Absolutely unbelievable. All right, we always try and leave you with a good piece of news because this has been a heavy show today about all the crap the lunatics on the left have been dumping down our throats for too long and it's time we fought back. Yeah, exactly, slouched. Kids more educated in that school, more educated than the adults, I think. Well, We got a piece of good news here, and that involves a UPS driver. I love this story. This is just so sweet. UPS driver helps an old man to cross the road while others just zoomed away. Stopped at a red light. Heard a car horn honk to my left. Looked over, and there was an elderly man with a walker very slowly trying to get across the street. The car who honked at the man drove off. He was honking like, get out of the way, old man. But behind that car was a UPS truck. The UPS driver stopped his van, got out, and asked the man if he'd like help crossing the street. And then, there you can see it, helped the man get across the street. Look at that. There you go. There's a UPS driver and the old guy. Wow. Check it out. Kindness. One of the greatest gifts you can bestow on another human being. If someone's in need, lend them a hand. Don't wait for a thank you. That's not why you're doing it. You're doing it because it's the right thing to do. True kindness lies within the acts of giving without the expectation of something in return. Congratulations to this UPS driver. I love stories like this. So, so cool. 
Wow. Does your heart good, huh? All right. Hey, it's time. Wow. We did, uh, what we did, 40 minutes here on show content, which leaves us just a little bit of time to move on into our book. I know it's weird. We have this conservative, strange talk show thing we do. And then we read books, but what the hell, I love reading books, and hopefully you love listening to them. We do classic books on the show, a little bit at a time. We read them from beginning to end, chapter, half a chapter at a time, going all the way through. And uh, we've done The Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, The Little Prince, Winnie the Pooh. We've done so many great books on this show. And right now we've been doing White Fang. I'm seriously thinking about doing Treasure Island next after we finish White Fang. It's very long. It would, it'll take months to get through that book, but it's a good book. Just like White Fang is, we've been doing that now for the last uh, many shows, and I think we're probably about halfway through uh, White Fang. Fascinating, fascinating book. Great story, written in 1906 by Jack London. And we're going to continue on now with White Fang. Later on that day, Kichi and White Fang strayed to the edge of the woods next to the camp. He'd led his mother there step by step, and now when she stopped, he tried to unveigle her far, uh, further. The stream, the lair, the quiet woods were calling to him, and he wanted her to come. He ran on a few steps, stopped, looked back. She hadn't moved. He whined pleadingly and scurried playfully in and out of the underbrush, he ran back to her, licked her face, and ran on again, and still she did not move. He stopped and regarded her, all of an intenseness and eagerness physically expressed that slowly faded out of him as she turned her head and gazed back at the camp. There was something calling out to him out there in the open. His mother heard it too. But she heard also that other and louder call, the call of the fire and of man, the call which had been given alone of all animals to the wolf to answer, to the wolf and the wild dogs who are brothers. Kichi turned and slowly trotted back towards camp. Stronger than the physical restraint of the stick was the clutch of the camp upon her. Unseen and occultly, the gods still gripped with their power and would not let her go. White Fang sat down in the shadow of a birch and whimpered softly. There was a strong smell of pine. Subtle wood fragrances filled the air, reminding him of his own life of freedom before the days of his bondage. But he was still only a part-grown puppy. Stronger than the call either of man or of the wild was the call of his mother. All the hours of his short life he depended upon her. The time was yet to come for independence. So he arose and trotted forlornly back to camp, pausing once and twice to sit down and whimper, listen to the call that still sounded in the depths of the forest. In the wild, the time of a mother with her young is short, but under the dominion of man, it's sometimes even shorter. Thus it was with White Fang, 
Gray Beaver was in the debt of Three Eagles. Three Eagles was going away on a trip up the Mackenzie to the Great Slave Lake. A strip of scarlet cloth, a bearskin, twenty cartridges, and Kiche went to pay the debt. White Fang saw his mother taken aboard Three Eagles' canoe and tried to follow her. A blow from Three Eagles knocked him backwards to the land. The canoe shoved off. He sprang into the water and swam after it, deaf to the sharp cries of gray beaver to return. Even a man-animal, a god, White Fang ignored. Such was the terror he was in of losing his mother. But gods are accustomed to being obeyed, and Gray Beaver wrathfully launched a canoe in pursuit. When he overtook White Fang, he reached down and by the nape of the neck lifted him clear out of the water. He didn't deposit him at once in the bottom of the canoe, holding him suspended with one hand and with the other proceeded to give him a beating. It was a beating. His hand was heavy. Every blow was shrewd to hurt, and he delivered a multitude of blows. Impelled by the blows that rained upon him, now from his side, now from that, White Fang swung back and forth like an erratic and jerky pendulum, varying with the emotions that surged through him. At first he'd known surprise, then came a momentary fear when he yelped several times to the impact of the hand. But this was quickly followed by anger. His free nature asserted itself, and he showed his teeth, snarled fearlessly in the face of the wrathful god. But this served to make the god more wrathful. The blows came faster, more shrewd to hurt. Gray Beaver continued to beat. White Fang continued to snarl. But this could not last forever. One or the other must give over. And that one was White Fang. Fear surged through him again. For the first time, he was being really manhandled. The occasional blows of sticks and stones he'd previously experienced were his caresses compared to this. He broke down and began to cry and yelp. For a time, each blow brought a yelp from him. But fear passed into terror, until finally his yelps were voiced in unbroken succession, unconnected with the rhythm of the punishment. At last, Grey Beaver withheld his hand. White Fang, hanging limply, continued to cry. This seemed to satisfy his master, who flung him down roughly in the bottom of the canoe. In the meantime, the canoe had drifted down the stream, and Gray Beaver picked up the paddle. White Fang was in his way. He spurned him savagely with his foot. In that moment, White Fang's free nature flashed forth again, and he sank his teeth into the moccasined foot. The beating that had gone before was as nothing compared with the beating he now received. Gray Beaver's wrath was terrible. Likewise was White Fang's fright. Not only the hand, 
but the hard wooden paddle was used upon him, and he was bruised and sore in all his small body when he was again flung down in the bottom of the canoe. Again, and this time with purpose, did Grey Beaver kick him. White Fang did not repeat his attack on the foot. He'd learned another lesson of his bondage. Never, no matter what the circumstance, must he dare to bite the god who was lord and master over him. The body of the lord and master was sacred, not to be defiled by the teeth of such as he. That was evidently the crime of crimes. The one offense there was no condoning nor overlooking. When the canoe touched the shore, White Fang lay whimpering, motionless, waiting the will of Grey Beaver. It was Grey Beaver's will that he should go ashore, for ashore he was flung, striking heavily on his side and hurting his bruises afresh. He crawled, trembling, to his feet, stood whimpering. Lip-Lip, who'd watched the whole proceeding from the bank, now rushed upon him, knocking him over and sinking his teeth into him. White Fang was too helpless to defend himself. And that's where we're going to leave off for tonight on White Fang. We will continue it again on Saturday. We'll continue on with the story of White Fang. What an amazing, amazing book. Love it. All right, we will continue then. We had a big, long show tonight and a weird Thursday edition because, of course, we had our big power outage last night. So anyway, thank you so much. If I could ask you one quick favor, please, especially for Rumble uh, watchers on the Jay Sheldon Show channel, right down here is a follow button. If you could hit that, it would just help the show out enormously. It's absolutely free. doesn't cost you anything. just takes one click and you're done. On YouTube, you can hit the subscribe button, uh, twitch.tv, sync it, subscribe or follow, and of course, follow on Facebook. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that. I really, really appreciate it. And the show uh, appreciates it. It helps us out a lot. I'll see you again on uh, Saturday night at 10 o'clock Malaysian time. This is the Jay Sheldon Show. Good night.